the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to read that out before it stops making me laugh. Um, welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from a very happy Newcastle-upon-Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Today It's Thursday, October 20, and we have a preview of Game 2, which is tonight between the New York Yankees and Houston Astros in the ALCS. And then we'll pick a DFS lineup uh, for a slate that covers two days. We've got Game 2 tonight and Game 3 tomorrow between the Padres and the Phillies. And to join me for all the shenanigans is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Doing pretty well, Malcolm. Um, yeah, the DFS lineups that we've been giving out, I think every day that we've had a show, trying not to jinx it, but somebody's cashed. Whether it's yeah, near you. that's correct. So doing really well on those shows and uh, excited for another. Uh, we got a two-game slate in DFS, but really intriguing Yankees-Astros game tonight. Yeah, it's been fun. I've been uh, I've been hungover today, Noah. Well, I'm still hungover. It's fine. Um, went <laughs> the football last night. Newcastle won one nothing. Um, I tagged me enough in the um, the photos of one of the Newcastle supporters dressed as a T Rex stood behind the goal because famously the opposition goalkeeper has little arms. He's got little tiny T Rex arms. Gotcha. So one of our supporters dressed as a T Rex and stood behind the goal. And I'll never get bored of that either. Um, so yeah, I had a few BS pre match, had a few BS post match in uh, Newcastle is jumping today with another one nil victory. So yeah, I've been a bit Speaking rough today. Of, no, your biggest supporter of Newcastle now, the new biggest fan, Johnny. Johnny, Pinter. did you see that video that he made mocking the Padres fans? Well, that song's been <laughs> stuck in awesome. my head. With my new, you know, I've got my new fire stick after MLB blacked me out. So I've been watching, um, I think I've had the MLB network on today. And I've seen that twice now. And then Johnny, like you say, mocked, uh, mocked it up as well. And that's it's been stuck in my head for about three hours. The last thing you need with a hangover was that fucking thing stuck in your head as well, do I? I haven't enjoyed it. Awesome. That's what's in. <laughs> it's really, it's horrible. It makes your teeth itch. It's one of those that really like makes your bum clench. So, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? No, makes <laughs> If you watch it, your teeth itch. You know that's what happens. Okay. It was one of those. Uh, but yeah, I think it was. Hopefully, the fellas who did it were a little bit tongue in cheek. It's hard to tell, really, uh, whether they were serious or not. But um, so yeah, let's have a little recap of the two games last night. We had game one between um, New York and Houston. But first off, we had a wild one. Game two between the Phillies and the Padres which the Padres took down after going 4 nothing down. And yeah, it was it was one of the wildest games so far in the playoffs, Noah. Yeah, I <clears throat> I tweeted out, it was in the second inning, the Phillies go up 4-0. If you search on Google, what is BAPIP, the yeah. second inning for the Phillies pops up. Yeah. And BAPIP is batting average on balls in play. Now, yeah. if you were to go look at it, and my dumb uh, self didn't, 
but I would be very interested to see what the batting average of those four or five balls that made a four-run rally, uh, what the average or estimated average would be, um, because they were not very hard-hit balls. Castellanos got jammed, broke his bat. Um, Harper, normally you do not expect a little bit, a little blooper from him. It just seemed like Cleveland Guardians ball from the Phillies. Um, and then you come back in the bottom of the second half, and it was so huge that the two guys, two of the three guys that you get from your uh, MLB trade deadline, and Brandon Drury, he hits a home run down a left field line over that little short wall, and then Josh Bell towering home run over the right field foul pole. Those two guys you got at the MLB trade deadline, that's huge. Uh, that got the team and the crowd right back into it. And then it was like the fourth or the fifth inning. Uh, Austin Nola against his brother yeah. Aaron creates this huge rally, a five-run rally that ends up knocking his brother Aaron out of the game just three batters later. The parents, I don't know if you saw that, but like they weren't yeah. celebrating. They so didn't like, know what to do at all, no, did they? No, and even even Austin kind of just was – it was a reserved celebration for an RBI single. But if there's anybody – like, I didn't I didn't even think of this when handicapping it. But there, if there was anybody that knew Aaron Nola, it was Austin Nola. And, yeah, of course, yeah. And, I mean, it was – he told reporters that, yeah, like I was going through scouting reports with the guys and letting them know what he does. And, yeah, I mean – he says that he often falls down 0-2 to Aaron, but he knows what his go-to outs pitch are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he definitely had the the batters of pod of the Padres definitely had an ab- advantage going up against the pitcher when his brother's the catcher knows exactly <laughs> what his strategic pitching ability is. Yeah, it was. See, it was lots of fun. Nola v Nola was fun. Um, we talked about the Phillies getting all those bloop singles. I think I've mentioned the last three or four shows. It's just that everything they've had has been dropping in. And that was an incredible example of it yesterday. Like three and sort of three and four, and then Soto loses one in the sun. Yeah. Um, the importance of them getting those two solo jacks back almost immediately was important because it just kept them in the game. It kept the crowd in the game. Yeah. Um, and then Noel, I made one mistake, I think, to Juan Soto, um, which Soto managed to pull right down the right field line. Yeah, that and was all of a sudden, front door two-seamer that leaked right over the middle of the plate. And yeah. Soto yanked it down the line. Because uh, we weren't expecting that from Nola at all. He hadn't given up a run in postseason before then. So, yeah, that was fun. And uh, Padres tied it up, so they'll head back to Philly tomorrow. And then the Astros-Yankees game. Kind of handicapped it perfectly in that myself and Moonaf on the show yesterday both had Astros on the run line as our main pick, which was a plus 25, uh, plus 125 pick. We'd said the Astros were the best run line team in all of baseball. So we got that. Um, Tywin wasn't quite good enough, really. Um, and the Yankees were slightly tired with the, the handicap and that proved proved to come in. Um, I've just been, I've been chinned a couple of times, two nights running by the overs. Um, I took the over seven again last night. Two nights running, I've taken the Yankees game to go over seven. And the first time we got the six runs in the sixth inning, and I thought, yeah, we're okay. And then last night, I think we got the six runs by the seven and a half. So I was, I thought, yeah, seven and a push all over. And then maybe it was a decent bullpen, some well-rested bullpens were factored in. So I'm, I'm not saying it was all bad luck, but yeah. Um, maybe I'll be looking at the total tonight when we look at that game. But uh, did you have uh, Houston last night, Noah? 
Yeah, I had uh, my lock was Houston over three and a half runs, barely got across there with the four. And yeah. then I had my dog as the Houston run line. Um, oh, nice. Justin Verlander set uh, all-time postseason record for most career strikeouts, uh, combining with, you know, the Detroit Tigers and the yeah. Astros. And that was just a classic JV performance. Like, it's, it's a little rocky in the first, second, maybe even third inning. He gives up a bomb. I mean, he's going to have the most home runs given up by a Hall of Fame pitcher when it's all said and done. And then as the game goes on, he gets better and better, and then he becomes dominant. In it, he had six straight at-bats, ended in a strikeout, finished with 11 strikeouts. That was a day that, you know, at this new age and era of baseball didn't rely on the bullpen. That was a day where Verlander could have thrown 115 pitches. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. Um, so tonight is uh, game two, the Yankees at the Houston Astros. Um Lines here will be coming from our headline sponsor at WinBet, the perfect time to join WinBet is now. Bet $100, get $100 free bet at the WinBet Biggest Winners Club. Uh, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week's winner at the Biggest Winners Club is a New York better, hit a 15,066 parlay um, on live money lines, wagering $110 to win 16,743 bucks, Noah. Was that you? No. Sorry, that I was sprung that right me. on you. Yeah, <laughs> I muted myself during the ad. No, that was not me, and I'm not parlaying live odds. <laughs> I'm just sitting here shaking my head. There's no way I'm going to win one of those. <laughs> but yeah, truly, a hashtag DJs only uh, move. SportsGamblingPodcast.winbet is the place to go for all of that. Silliness, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer subject to change. Takes and sees at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I want to propose a change to that winbet promo too. The guy that hit the largest parlay doesn't need the extra yeah. bonus. Give it to somebody that lost the final leg of a huge parlay. That, yeah, yeah, the bad beat bonus. So, yeah, yeah then maybe the winner should get to donate it to someone. Um, yeah. You can donate, donate it to us anytime you want. Um, yeah. 7.37 Eastern first pitch tonight, and it is Luis Severino against the left-handed Framba Valdez for Houston. Lines are... The New York Yankees are plus 120 on the road. The Astros are minus 129. And the total is set at seven. Noah, you can handicap this for us. All right. I'm just changing my odds that I had written down because I wrote. Yeah, New York. Have, New York they, have tightened up a little bit. Yeah, I had plus 130 yeah. for New York into plus uh -huh. 120. Yeah, okay. So that's that's what I had written down, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the handicap here because there's only one game. I went a little bit more extensive here, uh, giving the people what they want and a good handicap. Uh, Luis Severino starting for the Yankees on the year. He's seven and three with a three eighteen ERA, a flat one WHIP. In his one postseason appearance, Severino pitched five point two innings against Cleveland, where he gave up eight hits, resulting in three runs and six strikeouts. 
Severino has faced the Astros twice this year. He went six innings in both, throwing four and seven strikeouts with a 375 ERA. Luis Severino's bread and butter is specifically his four-seam fastball up in the zone. Now, Malcolm, with his new fire stick, has tuned into some of my favorite shows on the MLB Central. I got this stat from Mark DeRosa, who will be the USA team manager in the WBC. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, sadly, they're going to have to take out your Great Britain team over there in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he said that, I mean, the high fastball is Severino's bread and butter, and that's what George Kirby utilized in his seven-inning shutout against the Astros. Now I'm like, okay, i got to make sure that this is correct and pull up some stats. I go to StatCast. Kirby threw 73% fastballs against the Astros in that seven-inning shut piece, 17% sliders. So he threw 90% two pitches in that start, um, and he, and that was an eight-inning long game. So I think that's the game plan going up against this Astros team here for Severino. Um, with fastballs above 95 miles an hour, the Astros as a team are just hitting 168. The one guy that is the outlier, though, is Jordan Alvarez with a 360 batting average against that same pitch, a high fastball. So that's just something to watch with Severino. Framber Valdez is starting on the bump for the Astros, 17-6 and six this year with a 282 ERA, 116 whip. Valdez also only has one postseason appearance where he threw 5.2 innings against Seattle, giving up two runs on four hits with six punches. Valdez faced the Yankees once this season, going six innings with three earned on two knocks while throwing seven chairs. Framber Valdez is typically a ground ball pitcher, but in that start, Giancarlo Stanton stunned him with an early 383-foot opposite field laser. Here's the final handicap for me. I think this game stays low scoring. The top arms in New York's pen got a rest yesterday. All of the B arms like Clark Schmidt, Lutrovino, Frankie Montas, and Miguel Castro threw in game one. So expect Jonathan Luizaga, Wadi Peralta, and Clay Holmes to all be ready today. If there was a starting pitcher that I think is more vulnerable, I think it's Valdez because the typical Astros bats aren't hitting right now. You have Altuve, who's 0 for his last 19, plus your Don, Bregman, and Tucker all didn't get a hit last night. Because of that, I had the Yankees at plus 130 earlier, like literally an hour ago, but I'm still going to jump on the plus money at plus 120 on the Yankees' money line. I lean the under for the game, but my favorite play specifically is the Yankees' first five money line, which was plus 110. I will look and see if that has shortened up as well. Okay. Um, I think with the reference to the Yankees' bullpen, Wandy Peralta seems to be the only pitcher that uh, they trust out the, out of the pen at the moment. Um, so, yeah, my handicap, Severi, I think both pitchers are vulnerable, Noah. Um, I know you'll lean towards the under here, but I think I mean, it's possibly I'm talking through my pocket that I've just said um, two nights when I've had my fingers burned by getting the six runs quite early when I've been looking for seven or more. Um but Severino wasn't great at Cleveland um, in his only playoff start to date. Um, eight hits and three earned runs in five and two thirds. So he'd be slightly inconsistent. He's been better since he did come back off the aisle. And Framber Valdez was okay against Seattle in the postseason. Um, but two of his last regular season games were uh, really quite bad. So um, I'm going to stick with the toll. I'm going to. I wasn't good enough 
I did well. Sorry, I didn't like the price of either money line. Actually, um, if anything, I would revisit Houston. Now they've they've um, drifted a little bit in the market, but I didn't like the price of either money line. Um, so I'm going to go in again on the over seven. And then I found a bit of a dog play as well, which um, angered Munaf when he had to try and fit it onto a tiny graphic, um, which was both teams to score three or more runs here. Um, like I say, I'm not really all in on either pitcher. I keep, I've said repeatedly through the postseason that Yankees can score runs in a hurry. I mean, they, they've hit two bombs last night. Unfortunately, they were both solos. Um, our man, Harrison Bader. And, and then... Was Andy Rizzo, I think, got the other one? Uh, I don't, it was late in the game. I think it was. I think it was Rizzo. God, yeah. Might I have been. Yeah, we a wild for Harry, by the way. I did, yes. I, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, it was a Daffy Duck or... Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was funny. Um, so 1943. over... 1943. <laughs> and no, no, I didn't go and watch that at the cinema before you ask. I wasn't around. Um, so both teams to score three or more runs at plus 140 so yeah they go four to three five to three I'll take seven and a push um, my usual seven and a push but with one team wins four three I'll cash that plus 140 um, so that'll be my two picks for that one um, we're going to shoot out to DFS lineup uh, in a moment firstly I'm going to tell you about no house advantage um, a dynamic fantasy platform you can play in picking contests there uh, against other people for a chance at winning over $250,000. Um, make your picks, select your stake, and climb the leaderboard to win the big money. Any sport you like, SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com um, is our app offer. Um, SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com. Download the app, get a first deposit match up to $25. Uh, Babel, Uwe Le Pessine, etc. Uh, foreign language learning tool. Um, 10 minutes to complete a lesson. Loads of fun ways of learning as well. Whatever reason you need to learn uh, or want to learn a new language, there's lots of stuff here for you. Uh, speech recognition technology. Uh, different ways to learn, like I say. So you might be better at learning via a podcast, a game, a video, stories, or live classes if you want them. Um, really, really good tools there. 55% off your subscription. If you go to babbel.com slash SGP, babbel.com slash SGP for 55% off your subscription of Babbel, which is language for life. So this DFS statement, um, it's a bit of a weird one because it straddles, excellent use of the word straddles, uh, the two days uh, between today and tomorrow. So the Yankees-Houston game tonight and then the uh, Philly-San Diego game three, which we haven't handicapped yet. We're going to handicap that in a standalone show a little bit later on this evening. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one because it's you stick all your eggs in one basket on day one. Um, with the, And you wouldn't see the lineups as well till tomorrow. So, interesting to see how you've cobbled together your team. So, you can lead us off with your pitches, Noah. Yeah, I really like the structure of this uh, event for today and tomorrow because of the off days. Um, because I'm not a huge showdown guy. Uh, in my I must admit, I, I struggle with a, a MLB showdown because I don't know. You you take one good pitcher, and that's it. And then you then you, you the rest of your lineup is the seven, eight, and nine hitters from both teams. Yep. That's all you've got. Like so. Anyway, yeah. sorry. 
Uh, no, you're good. So I'm just starting it off with Luis Severino at 7.5K for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier on in the pod. I think he fares a little bit better than Valdez. Valdez did have a bumpy start against the Yankees during the season. So I'm going with Severino. And then my second starting pitcher is actually the cheapest one on the board at 5.9K. I'm going Ranger Suarez. Uh, during the season, June 23rd, he faced off against Joe Musgrove where Musgrove got rocked for six runs by this Philly offense. And Suarez went 7.1 innings and got the win. He only had like three strikeouts in that game. But if you're going deep, you're getting outs and you're getting a win. I value that a little bit more. Um, So those are my two pitchers, Malcolm. Okay, well, I've stuck with a system that's worked for me. Like I said, we've done four of these shows, I think, now. And I've cashed in three of them. Um, And the, the tactic has been to take the pitchers from the same game. So I'm going to tomorrow's game. I'm taking... Uh, Joe Musgrove, 8,300. And uh, Ranger Suarez as well. Ranger Suarez has continually surprised uh, people um, this season. He, and he's had one postseason start. He's gone okay. Um, fantasy points per games aren't nearly what the other two are. But I've just handicapped the Yankees in Houston saying I want runs in that game. Um, so it would be folly to take either of those two pitches. So I'm going to take my same game stack of Joe Musgrove at 8,300 and Ranger Suarez at 5,900. Um Suarez was very well under um, the other two pitches in terms of cost as well. Save $1,600 um, on the next man up, which is Severino. So uh, you've got the two cheapest on the board there, Noah, which means you should have a lot of uh, room for some fancy hitters. Uh, so who's your catcher? My catcher is going to be at 5.1K, JT Realmuto. Uh, he has a bomb against Musgrove in his career, and he's also hitting 219 this postseason for the Phillies, which ranks fifth. Uh, in batting average on the team in the postseason. Uh, he does have a home run. He has 10 total bases and two RBIs. So we're going to take JT. He's right in the middle of that lineup. I like him to do a little bit of damage here. Um, tremendous accent there on the uh, Serie Albuto again. Real Muto. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Babble.com, if you're looking for uh, any Spanish language tutors. Noah Bennett's your man. He comes at a very reasonable Not price. Really. I'm his agent. Contact me. Um, I've punted catcher every show we've done so far. Um, yeah. However, the presence of Ranger Suarez meant I had a few quid to spend. So I have got JT Real Muto uh, in fifth. Was that any good? No? Was that was that racist? It was, possi- it was possibly racist. We'll, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, at $5,900. No, hang on. 5100 sorry. Uh, JT Real Muto. So, yeah, I just uh, thought I'd have a little change of scenery from... Uh, bumming around trying to fit Trevino or um, someone like that in there. So, yeah, yeah give me Austin JT. Austin has been my guy, so switching it up yeah. to JT as well. Um, yeah. And JT's just been loads of fun to watch this postseason. His, uh, his inside the park home was one of the highlights of the playoffs so far. So, yeah, give me JT. Uh, Noah, first base. Uh, for first base, for me, I'm going with Anthony Rizzo at 4.7K. Um, Rizzo in the postseason has the best batting average for the Yankees, hitting 316 with two home runs, had one last night, five RBIs, 13 total bases. Uh, Rizzo seems to be the heart of the offense right now as Judge is striking out a little bit too much for my liking here in the postseason. And I'll get to the other guys that I think play a role in this Yankees win today later on. Okay. Um, my first baseman is I'm going to take not all of these players. I've got a, the majority from the Yankees and Astros game. And it's going to be Yuli Gurriel, who is incredibly cheap. Yeah, 
uh, $2,400. Leaves you a lot of room to do other stuff with. Um, and he's hitting 359 in his last 10 games. Um, so, yeah, you can he can get on base and then um, make his way around. Proper proper bits and bobs player, Yuli Guriel, and that's what you want to... Uh, to, to chip away at these fantasy scores. So, yeah, give me Guriel at 2,400, please. Uh, yeah, second was, base. He no. was in yeah, my lineup. He was in my lineup until I had about 3K left over because I'm playing Suarez. And I'm like, you know what? I can pay for Rizzo, so I'll, I'll yeah. just add another Yankee bat. Dude, Yuli Guriel is mostly a contact hitter. Last year, he was the yeah. AL batting champ. This year in the postseason, he is hitting the ball hard. Hard. Okay. So way much harder than normal in his career. He's already got two home runs. Uh, that was not normal last year. So uh, love that Guriel play, especially for that price tag. Second base, I'm going with a guy that I have been very, very, um, I guess, sur- not really surprised, but I've loved the production he's given me in DFS in the postseason here. It's Gene Segura. Um, he's been one of my go-tos over there at second base, which is a weaker position in DFS. Uh, this postseason, he's hitting 280. He's got the third highest batting average on the Phillies team, seven for 25 with three RBIs and nine total bases. He has two doubles and also a bag, a uh, stolen bag. So Segura could do it literally all. Um, waiting on that home run though but i've been pleased with the production he's given me and also going to pvb he's five for 15 against joe musgrove hitting 333 all five of them are singles so he's going to be on base for you uh so i like the cigar play at second okay um the chat box is open as per usual and hard flex bro uh has just come into the chat box and he's just joined to walk into me rolling my r's and asking if it's racist uh not sure what's going on but uh usual silliness here on the mlb gambling <laughs> podcast nice of you to join us uh everybody um it's always a fun time live here um second baseman i've got glaber torres and i'll be honest no i'm not thrilled about this um i might change my mind forty one hundred dollars he has been hitting lead off um He's got. He went over four last night, um, so maybe he's due. Um, but yeah, he's he's got a couple of stolen bases in the last ten games. But really, um, you know, it's just a bit of an ignorance ignorance of alternatives here. Um, I'm just having a look back down this second base. I couldn't afford Altuve. Um, yeah, so possibly Segura was the only my other option um, which would have freed up a little bit extra money so yeah I might pivot from this but yeah Glebator is leading off and like I say I'm taking I'm taking runs here and he has got a stacked lineup behind him if he can uh, take a walk or get on base maybe a stolen bag and someone can drive him in uh, to score some runs for me he does have um, a home run off of Valdez in his career so that goes for you there you go we'll take that uh, third base Noah. third baseman for me I, I don't know how you can't take him uh, the third base position, he's been the only guy that I've ever given out on this podcast. It's Manny Machado at 5.7K. Yeah. Um, he has good PVB, actually the best PVB. Not really. He's only had two at-bats against Suarez. He's got one single. He's hitting 500. So I take that back. But Machado has been the heart and soul of this Padres lineup. He's hitting 306 in the postseason with three tanks, six RBIs, 23 total bases. Uh, love a Machado play as he just hit a home run yesterday too. Uh, this this dude, um, when the Padres are winning, it's usually because Manny Machado is producing in that lineup. Yeah, um, 
I've made the same play. I had no choice, really, for 5,700. He looks locked in. He looks like he's really enjoyed himself as well. He's kind of thriving off this uh, playoff atmosphere. Um, he went three for five last night. Uh, he's hitting 325 with three homers in his last 10. So, yeah, absolutely no reason not to take Manny Machado there. Um, shortstop, Noah, are you backing him up with the Padres shortstop? No, I'm not. No? I would okay. I, I would like to, but he's the most expensive shortstop since <laughs> Yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah, but that at thirty eight hundred. Um, yeah, that's I mean, do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. it's not like it's a big ticket item. That is a very shallow position as it stands. Yes, um, not happy with my shortstop play because I gave out Edmundo Sosa on the last pod. Bryson Stott started. Now Sosa is hitting five hundred in this postseason. He's two for four. When you give him the opportunity, he is taking advantage of it and. I had to sub him out because he didn't start. He's right now starting only against left-handed pitching. The lefty hitter for the Phillies at shortstop is Bryson Stott. He's only got a 105 postseason batting average, but he's 3K. And I go to the um, PVB on the slate here, and he's got a 500 batting average. He's one for two with a double against Joe Musgrove. So looking for him to just – pick it up because he has not done well in the postseason and shortstop's not a very friendly position here on this slate. Yeah, you're right. It's not. So I did go for the big ticket item, Haas Young Kim uh, <laughs> at $3,800. He just, he scored, he scores all the San Diego Padres yeah. runs. If you, if someone hits the ball and you see a runner uh, slide it into home plate, you can get your money down that it's Haas Young Kim. I don't know how many times they trot him out there, um, but he's been, um, he's been going round and round those bases. He's been great. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's been loads of fun as well. Um, Do you hear the crowd? Chin Haas Young Kim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, yeah, he's been he's been a good fun story. He's, he's, um, like I said, alternatives. What Jeremy Pena um, doesn't do an awful lot. And then you've got yeah bits and bobs for Bryson Stott, and there's absolutely nothing after that. You don't want to play IKF. I wouldn't have thought in anything. So yeah, um, yeah, happy yeah, to play Arshon Kim. I had Pena in the lineup, but I'm going with the Yankee stack. So originally it was Pena. I had to move him out because uh, I didn't want to take him against one of my pitchers. Okay, outfielders, Noah, what you got? All right, so I have money. So I'm spending up in the outfield position. Go with Bryce Harper, who's arguably been the best performer this postseason. He's got a 419 batting average, which is ridiculous. He's 13 for 31 with two doubles and four home runs, seven RBIs, 29 total bases, which is, like I already said it, but it is ridiculous. Just to harp on that again. And he is... Uh, faced Musgrove 14 times. He's got three singles against him. So, um, I I think that you know Harper has just been so hot in the postseason. You gotta take him. Yeah, I had money left as well, so I managed to get two absolute escalades. And the first of mine uh, is Jordan Alvarez at 5,600. Um, I needed some Astros in the lineup. Um, I've absolutely fanboyed over Jordan Alvarez in the postseason. Um, he's quickly become probably my favourite player. Uh, he's hitting 321 against left handed pitching. Um, doesn't have as much power actually against lefties, but yeah, 321 against lefties. And um, you have since alerted me to his. Um, propensity for hitting the high fastball as well, Noah. So, there yeah, that was just a, that was another tick in the box. Uh, Noah coming with the good information. So, give me uh, your Dan at 5,600. Uh, next. 
he has good PVB too. 333 against Severino in his career with uh, more walks than strikeouts. So he sees the ball well out of his hand. Uh, the next escalate in my outfield is the term that you used. I like it. Um, I'm going with John Carlos Stanton, who's four for eight with two singles, a double, and a home run. He's batting 500 against Valdez. That was his stat line that I just read off against Valdez in his career. And Stanton has two home runs this postseason. He's got 11 total bases, six RBIs. Um, I'm looking for him to also step up in the middle of the order for the Yankees today and score a little bit of runs. Yeah, um, I've taken Stanton most shows, basically because he's like a, a – Aaron Judge light effectively. You get Aaron Judge at um, 6,200 and Stanton's been as low as 4,900 at times, up to 5,000 now. I actually managed to get the real Aaron Judge in this one. I had enough money left to... Um, I just really wanted to put Alvarez and Judge in the same side. It looks great on the page. <laughs> just looking at the lineup now and you get down and it says Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez and how can you not feel good about that? Yeah, I picked him because he's because I could and because he's Aaron Judge now. Um, leaving us with, if we got... Right then. We, uh, is this a Daffy Duck selection for our last outfielder? Yes, it is. We gotta yeah, get, it is. Yeah. We got to get wild for Harry in the, in the podcast. Uh, just like we have the trumpets, we got to get wild for Harry in here. Yeah, get that in. Uh, you want to play the trumpets one time? Because, I mean, this guy has been nuts for us. <laughs> yeah, Moonaf's not here. We can do what we want. Play the trumpets. So yeah, Harrison Bader has played out of his mind in the postseason. Um, he's had four home runs in a six-game six stretch. That's the first time he has ever done it in his career, and that's the first time a Yankee has ever done that in the postseason before. Harrison Bader hitting 263 this postseason. Like I said, four home runs, five RBIs, 17 total bases. Um, really, he has five hits total in the postseason, and four of them are home runs. So yeah. just an insane little hot streak that he's on right now, and you have to ride him. He, um, he swatted that one off Atlanta Miles. Dead nonchalant as well last Almost night. Almost got onto the railroad track. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, he looks weird with his haircut. Yeah, I don't I don't think he looks as uh, much fun with his haircut. He's got I a bit of a, his long hair. Yeah, he's got a bit of a Buzz Lightyear square red thing going on, but um, it's not stopping him postseason. So all I've written down here is Beta twenty nine hundred hot. Um, I've th- that never is my heard of the, the Buzz what? Lightyear square head. Well, have a look at him. Yeah, he's just got like a That's big awesome. bo- box shaped head. Uh, don't tell him if you see him. Don't tell him I'm slagging him off. Um, uh, yeah, so twenty nine hundred for me. And you're talking about his box shaped head. <laughs> it might be where the power is um, in the old square head. So there you go. My lineup is Musgrove Suarez, uh, Real Muto, uh, Guriel Torres, Machado, Kim, Alvarez, Beda, and Judge Noe. Severino, Suarez, Real Muto, Anthony Rizzo, Segura, Machado, Stott, Harper, Stanton, Bader. Give me the Yankees money line full game, Yankees money line. First five, and I lean under. Malcolm, how about you for the first game? Uh, over seven, I'm just going to keep – I've got to keep picking it now until I cash one. Then I can get on with the rest of my life. Um, and both teams to score three runs or more, plus 140. Um, I'm going to take a push on that seven, but I'm going to cash that three or more. It's going to be four, three to somebody. Uh, we'll give it to the Yankees, actually, so you can win as well. We all cash. Uh, they're my picks. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Noah. It was always fun. Fun. Um, I think we're going to be back in four or five hours for the game three, Philly at uh, or San Diego at Philly 
preview. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Thanks everyone for joining us uh, in the live chat, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Um, Noah, thanks for all your hard work. Good luck with your bets. Um, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.